This is exactly right. To my favorite murder, the mini-sode. Here you go. We can you, you believe it? Can you? That we read you your stuff? We read it right into your ear hole. <laughs> and, there you, and that's how this podcasting thing works. And that's what people come back for week after week. <laughs> An ear hole massage from our vocal cords to your... Ew! What are they called? The little things inside your ear? They're like the... Um, uh, there's like a horn and a harp or something. Oh, there's yeah. little... Cones. No, that's rods eyes. and cones are in your eyes. That's eyes. Uh, look, ear doctors are screaming it right now. <laughs> Please, ENTs, rep, <laughs> rep hard with this one. Am I thinking of the bread basket on the operation game? And I'm totally wrong about this. Oh. I think there's something in our ear that's shaped like a thing. It's definitely like a, it, cre- a like croissant. a wishbone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. any help on this, or are you? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen has his head on the desk. <laughs> Stephen, when you got your 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 degree, sickle and hammer. Oh, that's oh, that's in in Russia. You have that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, you don't moonlight as an ENT. Stephen, you told us you yeah. said the last time you were looking in my ear with that little <laughs> weird thing with the light in it. You said, "Oh, Karen, I've been looking for this video to send you because our new thing, <gasps> our new pimple popping video." thing is dogs getting the hair taken out of their ears Ew. it's fucking crazy there's like a on reddit there's like a subreddit called oddly satisfying that's like yes. just fun to watch you know and there was this fucking poodle i can't find it and they just like pulled this and uh, groomers pulled this and the dog you could tell the dog went like the dog got yes. chills and i can't <laughs> find it so you should see my insane google search of poodle satisfied ears <laughs> like the shit that's coming up is not right but we'll, poodle chills we'll get there poodle <laughs> chills Ooh, poodle chills right Ooh. now <laughs> uh, poodle chills okay you want to go first? chills all day sure um, the subject line of this is suppressed memories found 19 years later. Ooh. Right? Hey, beauties. Oh. <laughs> That's a great one. Thanks. Thank you. I grew up in central Minnesota, essentially farm country, and now I live in northern Minnesota lake country. Last weekend, I went home to see my parents, and we decided to go out to a movie. On the drive, we were discussing how I've always had crazy good long-term memory. <laughs> Just fun stuff to pass the yeah. time. <laughs> And what do you like about me? <laughs> well, brag, brag. You can do that around your parents. They'll just like, they'll indulge yourself, fucking your high self-worth. That's right. What's what's something about me that you find very right. impressive? Um, why are you, you remember so proud stuff? of me being your child? <laughs> yeah. Why do you, why do you get that look in your eye when you look over at me? Oh, it's your memory almost entirely. <laughs> We talked about all different people and places from my childhood, and my parents were shocked I knew any of the things I brought up, like the time I fell off a boat when I was two and almost died. Whoa. One one thing I always remembered was the farm accident that happened in our community. When I was around three or four years old, there was a family that lived probably five minutes from us. The dad was giving his kids a ride in the bucket of a bobcat when one of the little boys fell out and was <gasps> run over. Oh, no. Yeah. And he did not survive. It was a story that we had all heard and feared. And once I got older, the other siblings and I rode the same bus. The older sister was always mean to me, but I always thought she was just bitter about her little brother's death. Mm. I'm sure it would be horrible for any child to grow up in that type of trauma. 
Absolutely. God, that poor dad, like the, oh. the guilt. Okay, so after bringing up this memory, my parents looked at each other like they were about to break the worst news possible. Mm-hmm. My mom looked at me from the rearview mirror and said, is that seriously all you remember? <gasps> I said, yeah, why? And my mom says to me, honey, he was your best friend. You guys went to daycare together and you even talked about marrying each other. You did everything together. You were inseparable. I was absolutely shocked. I never not, I never not remembered significant memories like that. I even remember memories of that daycare from when I started there when I was only two. I legitimately have poodle chills right now. Poodle chills. Yes, for real. Yeah. Because it's like, that's what little kids' brains do. It's like, nope, Mm -mm. not doing it. I'm amazed. I don't even remember knowing him. It's like a missing puzzle piece was found, but I can't press it in to make it work. Mm -hmm. I think my subconscious has suppressed it so far down because a kid that young can't comprehend a trauma like that. Yep. Knowing what I know now, I can't help but think my relationship with the older sister was so bad because of my connection to her brother. Yeah. She may have been upset because I didn't remember him or that I just reminded her of him. Or maybe she was just a mean older kid. Who knows? All I know is that our subconscious is a fucked up black hole filled with fantasies and trauma. (laughs) I think this was probably that's true. I think this probably was my first true experience with death and maybe why I'm so interested in tragedy and the circumstances surrounding it. Anyways, I'll stop treating you like my therapist and go talk to my real one. I I uh, got her turned on to this podcast, by the way, LOL. Thank you for being you, SSDGM, Ashley from Minnesota. And then the PS is her inviting us to her wedding. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. That's so touching. Yeah, that's, cr- I mean, it's not fascinating and yeah. like the reveal those parents must have just been like oh my god yeah and to hear yeah. that and just have no memory of it especially yeah. having such good memory to begin with yes that'd be so creepy oh man this is called uh the time i solved my family's not so cold cold case oh hi ladies Last week, my boyfriend and I were visiting my parents. Over dinner, my boyfriend made a remark about my murderino tendencies becoming our unofficial third wheel, to which my mother responded, well, if you want a case to solve, during the 1950s, your grandfather's brother, Houston, your great uncle, left to run errands one evening, but was found stabbed to death in a ditch the next morning. No one in the family knows who did it or why. And then all caps, excuse me, mother, <laughs> the same woman who calls every morning to tell me exactly what she made for dinner the night before somehow left this detail out. Mm-hmm. Quote, well, you're good at the computer. I'm sure you could find something. <laughs> you're good at the computer. <laughs> she said, you're good at the computer, you're honey. At that. I was up for the challenge using the online sleuthing tools instilled in me by Billy Jensen, as well nice. as as well as Ancestry.com. What's up? Uh, newspaper archives and a glass of wine acting as my Watson. I sure locked the shit out of it and only to find out what my mom and her siblings had been told throughout the years was far from the truth for a reason. There were no errands he ran. There was no ditch he was found in and there was no longer a mystery of who killed Uncle Houston. On the evening of August 13th, 1953 in Washington, D.C., Uncle Houston, 39, was managing a local restaurant when he was stabbed to death with a butcher knife in just one strike to the chest at the hands of Dorothy, the waitress, who was 28. What? At first, I assumed this happened inside the restaurant. However, it happened in the basement of the restaurant. Not just a basement, but the basement apartment they lived in together. Uh Uh-oh. 
The fact that they were living together was my first red flag as Houston had a wife and three children in Virginia at the time of his death. This also made sense as to why the story was possibly changed by family throughout the years. Mm-hmm. According to Dorothy, Houston got upset with her earlier in the day as he, quote, didn't like the way a customer touched her on the shoulder. So, yes, they were definitely banging. This caused tension to build between them during the day. And when evening came, Houston's temper grew out of control. He struck her with his fists and threatened her with the same butcher knife she later killed him with. After the stabbing, Dorothy was held on a charge of homicide. From the research I did of my great uncle, I did notice that he had quite a trail of women. I'm sure for a reason. Personally, I'm team Dorothy on this one. Sorry, sorry, Uncle Houston. Please don't haunt me. Uh, the the re- old restaurant is now replaced with a bar and I have every intention of getting a free cocktail out of the, hey, my great uncle <laughs> was stabbed to death in your basement. Yes. Stay sexy and get those skeletons out of your family's closet for them. Laura. Wow. I know, right? If he had a secret fan, if he had a secret girlfriend live in li- lover lady, then he was probably the jealous type because he was the cheating type. Totally. Right. Yeah. So why wasn't that self-defense? If yeah. he was beating her up. And the knife, he threatened her with the knife, too. Yeah. So it probably was. It didn't say if she got convicted or anything like that. I'm I assuming not. she probably would have hopefully gotten off from self-defense. But yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> this one starts. Pandemic greetings. <laughs> My little brother was born premature and spent much of his young life in and out of hospitals. Needless to say, I hated him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Not what I expected, but I, uh, it's understood. Is a beautiful turn, uh-huh. a beautiful comedic turn right away. And I'm thinking of like a four year old. If it was a 16 year old, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But yeah, that's okay. Anytime my mom said she was taking him to the doctor, I would lie in the in front of the door and scream because that meant they weren't coming back for at least a couple days. Aww. He always needed something special. He always got more attention. You know, sibling shit. <laughs> So for first grade, my brother transferred to my elementary school. Late in the year, his teacher got an injury on his face, which required a handful of stitches. To ease the kids' worries, the teacher talked about how he got the ouchie and how stitches work and so on. He then asked the kids if any of them had ever needed stitches. A few raised their hands, including my brother. When it was his turn, he raised his shirt and showed everyone the long raised horizontal scar that runs below his ribs from surgery meant to keep him from regurgitating everything he put in his stomach. When his teacher asked him how he got that scar, he looked him straight in the face and said, oh, my mom tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was immediately summoned from my fourth grade classroom. My parents were called to the school. The police and the DCFS came. Good. That's how it's supposed to go. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It all got sorted out. I don't think anyone thought my mom actually tried to kill him, but we were just enough into the 90s for them to take it very seriously. Mm. Yeah. That was the advent of that. Totally. Um, To my brother's credit, he may really have seen all his surgeries as my mom trying to kill him. But anyway, that's the story of the time my brother accused my mom of attempted murder. A worthy addendum. Though my mom didn't stab my brother, I did. With a fork on his third birthday. Right in the forearm while he was receiving happy birthday wishes on the phone. Oh my God. I told you I hated that kid. Stay sexy, don't stab your siblings, and wear your damn masks. Love you both more than is reasonable, Taylor. Taylor, that is fucking hilarious. And it makes me feel a little bit better about my sister because she only punched me in the stomach, but I was like 10 and probably deserved it. Look, we all deserved everything. And we all also were true victims to our older sisters who are the worst people on the planet. (laughs) 
There was nothing were, more upsetting. We're the worst. When, when, we're, we're, no, we're the victims of the worst people. They were the my worst sister, people. I, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. now. We, yes. No. We're, you're right. I see what you're doing. You're yes. saying they were. In case either I thought of them you said to this, we which were. they don't because they hate our guts and they're They don't care. They're not fans of ours. <laughs> they never have been since day one. That's true. Oh, that was good. <laughs> we, we always love a, what you did to your siblings or what your siblings did to you that now you look back and you're like, oh, you were trying to kill me. We love those stories. Yeah. So send those in for yeah. sure. Fess um, up. Yes. Okay. My second one is called uh, Check Your Addicts Before Losing Your Virginity. <laughs> oh, this has oh, everything uh, yes this has oh hello longtime fan cheers to college dropouts we're all just getting through let's cut to the chase Woo! <laughs> so we all know virginity is a social construct designed to shame women <laughs> a fucking men i love you already <laughs> this is starting very strong uh-huh. <laughs> but here's the story of how i lost mine <laughs> My high school boyfriend lived in a very ritzy suburb of Chicago in a house big enough to sneak girls, and then it says, hey, in and out without even having to whisper. But for our first time, we wanted to make sure no parents would be home just in case. We had a half day of school, went to his place, had a not at all mind, had not at all mind blowing sex. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then went out to meet up with friends. So totally normal, right? Wrong. What he hadn't told me was that that morning, as he was getting ready, he noticed a guy in a van parked across the street. This was the kind of suburb in which no one ever parked on the street, not even landscapers or contractors. So this was already odd. But what made it weirder was this man was staring at my boyfriend's house. Being a teen about to have sex, my boyfriend didn't think about this whatsoever. <laughs> even of as not. Uh, no. Even as the guy watched him get into his car and drive off to school. Turns out this man had been in the middle of robbing his house when we came home. Oh shit. Being the giddy fools we were, we just went straight up to my boyfriend's room and didn't notice anything else in the house. The robber was upstairs grabbing his mom's jewelry at the time. So when he heard us come in, he scurried up to the attic and hid out right above our room until we left hearing everything ew 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 Uh they thought they were alone and they were like making sure they were alone to for it to be special and there was a fucking burglar in their house at the time who was jerking off to them doing it for the first time fucking lutely into old boxes of grandma's quilts (laughs) and then he was disgusting and then it was like this isn't mind-blowing but i can still (laughs) jerk off He's like, oh, I can't believe I'm still a virgin. Guys, I'm so ashamed. Don't expect, it hurts men too. Don't expect that- anything special. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. The first time the first, is the worst right. time. Just find someone who's not a piece of shit. Um, For real. The cop- and then do like two, two to 17 more times. You'll right. work it out. Yeah. The cops said that the thief had hit the neighbor's house before my boyfriend. So maybe having to wait us out saved the rest of the block from being robbed too. Stay sexy and only fuck during robberies, Kate. (laughs) And then she says, also, just some validation. In your last episode, you talked about journaling and writing poetry. And as a trained poet, that is exactly (gasps) how most of us feel 95% of the time. Every metaphor is stupid and humiliating. And we're all idiots. Alas. (laughs) Kate. Wow. Good one, Kate. No wonder Kate nailed this um, hometown. She is a poet. That's right. She's a trained poet. That's right. I'm more of a feral poet. <laughs> you totally are. I t- tried to say that right as you were sipping that one. I almost spit this all over my computer. <laughs> God, it, that is so... Uh, it's 
I want to hear his side of can, whoever you are, Dan, <laughs> Dan, the robber. We need yeah. you to write in immediately. Look, I did this. It was almost uh, it started as a lark. Yeah, then I, I really bad liked place breaking in my into life. Pa- and I look, just... drugs are expensive and we need them sometimes. <laughs> it, ha- But Jesus, then this one time. What if he was just like, it's oh, like, this like sweet couple who like wanted to lose their virginity together. And like it made yeah. me change my ways. I didn't jerk. Well, I jerked off during it. But then I also <laughs> but, went home to my girlfriend and was like, Let's let's do this. I want to marry you. Yeah. I was like, I jerked off. I felt a profound sense of self-love. Right. Not just literal, but also in deeply inside. Yeah. I realized uh, I deserve love, too. Yes. Not and, just and jerk off. crime wasn't the way. <laughs> and heroin wasn't the way. Dan, or, uh, he's like, he goes and hides in the attic. And then three minutes later, he's like, all right, well, we're all done here. And go he's back like, down. It wasn't like I was in there for 20 minutes. It was literally <laughs> three minutes. Did not even break a sweat in that attic. <laughs> If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Yeah. Me, uh, I almost called you Mimi. Karen, you have, you have Mimi. one more. I am the Mimi of this podcast. Okay. I'm not going to redo this subject line of this last one mm-hmm. um, because the story's going to tell itself. Okay. <laughs> Hi, ladies, staff, and animals singing backup. Oh, perfect. Right? It Literally. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and when I heard your call for USPS stories, I begged my husband to tell his tale. Here it is. I've kept this postal story silent for over 25 years. Even now, it's hard to admit I was the culprit. The events I'm about to describe are embarrassing and might have gotten me into a lot of trouble at the time. Now that I'm retired and beyond the reach of postal justice, it's time to come clean. Here's my confession. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. (laughs) So essentially, we started with one voice, but now we're in, I believe, to the husband's voice. Okay. I think. Okay. That's what it sounds like. Okay. In the 90s, I worked as a letter carrier at the main post office in Novato, California. Novato, by the by, that literally is the town the south of Petaluma. Oh. It's the next town down. And half the kids that went to my high school lived in Novato and commuted up the freeway to our school. Okay. So Novato is like, what's up? Like your, what's up, yeah. San Marin Boulevard? Like, <laughs> Novato. <laughs> Novato, they have a Denny's. There's not a ton to say about it. <laughs> And a lot of my family lives there to this day. Okay. Novato. There's not a ton to say about it. (laughs) Novato. It's fine to pass on the freeway. (laughs) Novato. Now they have a drive-thru Starbucks, I believe. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Every carrier spends the first part of each day working in the office, sorting mail and preparing their route for street delivery. At the time, there were more than 60 mail routes in Novato. Every carrier and clerk worked together in one large room about the size of a supermarket. We all worked in close proximity with almost nothing separating our workspaces. One morning, I was sorting letters and feeling a little gassy. Uh. Not wanting to leave my workstation, I silently released a small fart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Usually I could get away with this. Perhaps it's my diet. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm a child. Perhaps it's my diet, but very few of my farts have been any, have any noticeable smell. Oh, congratulations. You're kidding yourself. I know, right? This one was different. I don't remember what I had been eating, but when this fart hit the air, it was about the worst thing I'd ever smelled in my life. (laughs) Oh my God. When you know, when your own farts gross you out. Smells bad to you? Yeah. Eat some. You you ate uh, like a half a dead raccoon the night before, <laughs> something along those lines. Right. 
The odor soon spread to my surrounding coworkers. There was an immediate reaction. <laughs> people gagged, their eyes watered. Oh my God. As the odor spread more and more, the people stopped working and fled. <sighs> I might have been found out immediately, but it didn't smell like anything that could have come from a human. <laughs> no one even suspected it was a fart. People began speculating it must be some sort of chemical leak. Oh my God. Was it was it dangerous? Management was called and the building was evacuated. <laughs> Mail processing in Avado came to a halt. This was now costing the Postal Service thousands of dollars. Oh. Every carrier would be working overtime. Everyone in town would get their mail late. I never said a word. No. If I could just keep a straight face and my mouth shut, this was all going to pass without anyone ever knowing the truth. Then we heard the sirens. <laughs> No, no. The fire department arrived along with the hazmat team. (laughs) Workers in full hazmat suits entered to inspect the building. Holy shit. Although they were unable to determine the source of the smell, the inspection revealed several significant health and safety code violations. In the end, more than $100,000 was spent bringing the building into compliance. Well, that's good. Strangely, I felt a bit of pride. We were all safer as a result. And though we'll never know for sure, in the end, that fart may have saved lives. And then it just says Erica in Anderson Springs. That is the most epic (laughs) fart that has ever fucking happened. And the guts to just stay quiet and be like, is that a camp? Like just playing but along the, with whatever the person next to you says. Humiliation in your mind. Oh, mortifying. Like what's wrong with you? Oh my what, God. And then it what's just in keeps there? It's getting worse. Sirens. <laughs> that reminds Hazmat me, it's not suits. the same, but there was like an office building like 10 years ago where like someone, no one would fucking clean the fridge out and someone finally opened it and there was toxic fumes and people like passed out and they had to get like hazmat people to clean <gasps> out the fridge. You know how no one... Because it was just old, old, old cream cheese and stuff? Old and fucking disgusting <sighs> and it like make people got sick and had to go to the hospital. It's not yogurt with yogurt. The, a post-it that said, this is George's do not touch yeah. and stuff like okay, that. It was, me. <laughs> it was mine. But, but it was for four years ago. <laughs> Ew. Oh my God. Bless so good. heart. The visual of people coming in in hazmat suits uh, yeah. Like it's fucking the end of E.T., but it's because you farted at your workstation is like I, it might be the nightmare. I don't of think all I'm nightmares. ever going to fart and not think of that again. <laughs> and it happens a lot. So I'm going to be thinking about that a lot in my life. You're like, wait, sirens, sirens, no, sirens. Oh, at least now? it's not that fart. Oh, my God. I'm telling Vince about this. That's hilarious. Um, OK, I have one more. OK, this says it just starts. Hi, friends. I'll take that liberty. <laughs> Uh, Maybe you're over Action Park stories. I hope not, because my mom has a story about how it ruined her chances of snagging a cute medical student. Oh, it was the 80s. And she told her father, a classic laughing at my own jokes, dad, that she was going on a date to the place he so often referred to as Accident Park. (laughs) Again, guys, uh, what is it called? Action Park on HBO epic um the guy was a future doctor she was a young jewish woman from long island this was huge oh the date was going well when she decided to go on a water slide into a pool (laughs) on a date a bathing suit date can you imagine what with a doctor they must she must have been young they must have been like young and fucking uh she remembers some uninterested teenage 
teenager waving people down the slide. Well, that dumb boy was sending far too many people down the slide after her too quickly, and they all log jammed midway down with my mom towards the bottom of the, oh. of the water slide. A huge wave came and pushed the crowd down the slide with my tiny mother at the helm. She was slammed to the bottom of the pool with everyone on top of her. She hit her head and with the massive limbs around her, she didn't even know which way was up to get air. But luckily, instead of panicking, she remembered what a lifeguard once told her at her local beach. If you can't tell which way is up, just release your muscles and your body will naturally float towards the surface. Yeah. That's amazing that she was able to do that. She thought also the- same with release some bubbles and the, oh. the, the bubbles go the right direction from screaming. Uh, <laughs> she thought the worst was over when she broke through the surface and could breathe again. Spoiler alert. Nope. My mom tried to play it cool when she met up with her date. Definitely not like her life flashed before her eyes and <laughs> pretended she was revving to go on another ride. But her date Ugh. was like, let's just stroll around the park. Her face was throbbing. But again, she kept her focus on flirting. Hey, why don't we sit down? I'm getting kind of tired, he told her, as she noticed her vision was getting blurry. (gasps) Oh, they sat there for a while chatting when she heard a familiar noise. Wait, is that an ambulance? She asked him. Yes, he said very calmly. Is it for me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is it it, for me? She's trying to be kind of like cute and sexy. Is Is the ambulance for me? (laughs) And then he says, yes. Yes. Before she knew it, her entire left side of her face was a balloon and her eye was swollen completely (gasps) shut. That push to the pool floor fractured her face. Jesus This is Action Park. This is fucking one of the many stories. This is one of these stories. Yeah. Her almost doctor date had seen the slide overpopulation and noticed the early signs of swelling in her face and put together that it could be a serious head injury. Yeah. Rather than freak her out, he somehow subtly, subtly got someone to call an ambulance and kept her calm until they were there. Oh, it should have been a beautiful start to a love story. But when he took my mom home, my Art Garfunkel looking grandfather (laughs) brought them both into the house and made my mom stand for a full photo shoot of her nearly unrecognizable face. What? I've seen these photos and the features you can see looked pissed, which I can't believe you didn't fucking send them in with the story. I'm sorry, though. She goes on a first date with this guy, comes home, and the dad's like, we need to take pictures. I think he was laughing at her. He's a fucking dad <laughs> okay. from the 80s. Okay, got it. You know? And he's laughing yes. his ass off. Like, prom photos. He thinks photos. it's the best. Right. Right. Uh, my shy mom was too embarrassed by the spectacle and the photography to see him again. So, it probably also means she didn't like him that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but either way, now my mom can always give me the loving reminder when I have bad dates that at least I didn't break my face. I don't know how to end this in a memorable way, so I'll just steal yours. Stay sexy and don't make your daughter sit for a photo shoot when her face is literally broken, Madeline. For real? Why wasn't she in the hospital for five days? Right, right. Jesus Christ. Also, like, picturing a person that would care enough to distract you and basically keep you calm how could that's, she not? That's marriage material. I what think more she, do you want in this world? I think she's probably too embarrassed. Okay, but yeah, your your One face more fell off, and he was still down. So <laughs> he wa- he walked you into your house with your fucking weird dad <laughs> with your 
He didn't drop you off and be like, good luck with your face. I got to go back to the hospital. Oh, I want him to write in and tell his side of the story. What's his side of the story? Was he crushed that she never fucking responded? <gasps> Has he never been married since? He and never now she's divorced again? and this is the chance. Oh this this was true love. He watched her get, he just watched her get like plowed down that fucking oh. water slide. And he was like, she's the one. It's I can tell. Maybe he felt too guilty about it to ask her out again because he felt responsible <gasps> for bringing her there on a date. They both went into shame spirals. Oh and God. if they could only have just reached out, they could have. My favorite murder, bringing it together. We're going to bring this love together. We're going to bring Action Park love stories. Because your face is broken. You have a concussion. <laughs> you probably have brain swelling. Yeah, liquid on the brain. Fluid on the brain. That's right. Uh, another hit another hit <laughs> wow this was a great series of wonderful communications everybody yeah thank you guys for writing those in please keep fucking doing it we love it yes all day all night love it stay off the water slide at action park in 1982 <laughs> stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye, goodbye. elvis do you want a cookie